Welcome to Awaken to Grace. Today is part two of a sermon called The Seven Trumpet Judgments. We are talking about what we are seeing unfold on the earth today. You know, I'm not the type of Bible teacher. I don't usually connect world headlines to scriptures. I prefer to simply preach the scriptures and leave headlines alone. However, in this particular set of scriptures, it is important to me that Christians understand what's going on in the earth today. So I talk about things like socialism. I address things like wokeness. I address issues like social justice. And we're going to see with what I hope is crystal clear clarity how God is preparing the earth for this special time known as the seven-year tribulation period. And I hope after you hear today's sermon, I hope that you'll see and you'll agree that, yes, God is active in the earth today, and the things that we are watching in our news feeds, the things that we're watching on uh, news stations and media, well, friends, it is no coincidence. It's most certainly no accident. God is preparing the earth for the tribulation period. So let's get to God's Word. Revelation chapter 8 and 9, the seven trumpet judgments on today's episode of Awaken to Grace. What an unbelievable time on the earth. And notice the length, the duration of this seal, or uh, I'm sorry, this trumpet judgment. The duration of this certain trumpet judgment is how many months? Five. Do you know how long Noah's judgment was? Noah's flood? Five months. Isn't that interesting? Now, these locusts, what, what is this? Scholars believe, and I agree with them, this is a demonic plague. It is a demonic army unleashed upon the earth. Now here's my question. Why do we not see things like this right now in our day? Why do we not see unbelievable supernatural things like this happen right now today? Let me tell you why. Because 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 teaches that when the rapture of the church takes place, who is, rest- who is removed off the earth? It's the restrainer. And who is the restrainer? It is the Holy Spirit. And to take that even further, it's the Holy Spirit within His church. Friends, here's the point. Can you imagine if evil is what it is right now on the earth with the Holy Spirit, with the church? Can you imagine the evil that will be unleashed with no Holy Spirit? With no prayers of the saints? With no lighthouses? With no churches? Can you imagine the level of evil that is going to be unleashed on the world? And let me say this right here. Friends, what we're reading in the Bible, they are jaw-dropping things. But let me remind you, you that are not saved, you that are not clothed with Christ, you that have not repented of your sin, let me remind you this. This is the judgment of God on the earth. It's not even hell. It's not even the lake of fire. And so this 
demonic army is unleashed upon the earth. Now, again, John's going to help us. He's going to describe these locusts, but notice he says they are as. They had hair as, or they had a face as, or they had tails as. Again, he is describing the best of his ability. And listen to what he says. Give us the description. In appearance, the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what looked like crowns of gold. Hmm. Their faces were like human faces, their hair like women's hair, and their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the noise of their wings was like the noise of many chariots with horses rushing into battle. They have tails and stings like scorpions, and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails. They have as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek he is called Apollyon. Wow. Now what did we say in the beginning of our study? There are 404 verses in the book of Revelation, yet there are over 800 references back to the Old Testament out of 404 verses. This would be one of them. Do you know what the Bible says in Proverbs? Oh, you know, church, I'm blind as a bat. I, can't, I have to remember every stitch, and sometimes I can't remember everything. It's either Proverbs 2730 or I have it reversed, and it's Proverbs 3027. You can look it up for yourself. But the Holy Spirit puts a little phrase in the Old Testament that I find really fascinating. It says that locusts have no king. I hear pages turning. Are you fact-checking me? 3027. Thank you, Daniel. 3027. Proverbs 3027. Now, why would you suppose that the Holy Spirit would insert this little phrase in Proverbs 3027, that locusts have no king. And yet in Revelation chapter 9, it tells us the king of these locusts is Apollyon. It's because this is not natural. This is a supernatural plague upon the earth. Next. The first woe has passed. Behold, two woes are still to come. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month, and the year were released to kill a third of mankind. So, my goodness, these evil spirits that's going to be released, these four, four things, these four spirits. Notice what John says. They were prepared for the hour, for the day, for the week, for the month, and for that year. You don't think God is in sovereign and supreme control of this earth? Let me tell you, my friends, Washington can do whatever they want. The governments of the world can do whatever they want. Armies and nations can do whatever they want. But God is in sovereign and supreme control. And God has everything so precision. And let me tell you, the plans of God will not be thwarted. Amen? Amen. To the point that these four spirits will be prepared for that hour. 
for that day, for that week, for that month, for that year. Friends, that is precision on the part of God. Amen? Amen. Now, in the seal judgments, a fourth of mankind were killed. In these judgments, a third of mankind were killed. Friends, look how many souls we have lost through COVID-19. But let me tell you, up to this point, half the global population will have died. That is unthinkable. And that's where we are right now in this part of our study. Caleb, let's continue, please. The number of mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. That means 200 million. Now, this is going to be mighty difficult to interpret. Let's go. And this is how I saw the horses in my vision and those who rode them. Okay. Let's pause right there because it's going to make more sense as we read. So there are two schools of thought on this. And you can come to your own conclusion. There are some, as we get ready to describe this, this vast army, this vast uh, whatever this is. There are some who believe that these, again, it's a demonic invasion. It would make sense that it is a demonic invasion because of the locusts. It would make sense that it's similar. And Satan is on his rampage. But now there are other scholars who believe... And I don't know if I agree with this, but I find it mighty, mighty, mighty interesting. There are some who believe that what John is describing is modern-day warfare. So as we read this, and, and this is another reason why. When John hears the number of this army, which is 200 million, in Revelation chapter 16, the Bible is going to talk about kings of the east. They are going to march across Asia. They are going to cross the great river Euphrates because it's going to be dried up. And where were these angels bound at? The great river Euphrates. Originally, what was the river Euphrates? It was the eastern border of Israel, according to Genesis. That's how small of the land Israel has. They, according to what God gave them, it should be all the way to the river Euphrates. Now, I'm getting in side notes now. But here's the point. An army out of the east, the kings of the east are going to march across Asia, crossing the great river Euphrates when it dries up. Now, this is highly interesting. Who do you think an army in the east who could mount that many troops, 200 million, who do you think could possibly do that? China. Very interesting. Now, many believe what John saw but didn't have the vocabulary to articulate what he saw. They believe what John saw was modern-day warfare. Caleb, read it a phrase at a time for me. They wore breastplates the color of fire and of sapphire and of sulfur, and the heads of the horses were like lion's heads. They wore, they wore what? Breastplates? Breastplates. What some believe John saw were armored vehicles, tanks, things that he had no idea how to pin what this is. The, read, read this part about the mouths of the lions. And the heads of the horses were like lions' heads, and fire and smoke and sulfur came out of their mouths. 
Read that one more time. The, the, the lion's heads. And the heads of the horses were like lion's heads, and fire and smoke and sulfur came out of their mouths. So again, what John, what John possibly could have seen, he could have seen missile, missiles being launched, rocket launchers, modern-day artillery. Would that not make sense that he would say it's like the mouth of a lion, and out of it came sulfur and fire? Isn't that fascinating? Next, please. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and smoke and sulfur coming out of their mouths. Some believe that's nuclear warfare. Next. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails. For their tails are like serpents with heads, and by means of them they wound. Could that be missiles that John saw the smoke, the trail of smoke that it leaves? Could that be Fighter jets, could that be helicopters with rotors on the back, machine guns, things like that? Who knows? But the point is, whatever view you take in interpreting it, there's going to be an enormous amount of bloodshed. And what's going to happen on the earth? Remember, what is the point of the seven trumpet judgments? What is the point? To announce coming judgment that people may repent. Caleb, continue. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands. And remember, we said that's, a, that's literally going to be half the population dead at this point. And yet, men will not repent. And look how, look how uh, vivid John is in writing. Nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood which cannot see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Now let me close our time today explaining these last four things. And I want to just thread this all together and bring it all together for us. My main point today is to show you how in my view God is preparing the earth right now. For these days. He mentions four things. He mentions murders. Right now, you should look up the statistics in murder post the pandemic, and it will shock you. Friends, there is a spirit of murder in the earth right now like never before. It's godless. Second, he says sorcery. Now, the Greek word here for sorcery is so interesting. Do you know what the Greek word is? Pharmakia. Hmm. Pharmakia, which is where we get our English word pharmacy. Friends, do drugs not have a grip on our culture right now? Do you know what he's predicting? An epidemic of drug use. Are we not seeing that in our world right now today? And then what does he say? Sexual immorality. Friends, have there ever been a time of more immorality than what we see right now today? This week, I listened to a podcast of a woman. She sounded to me like she was in her 30s, very young. Um, she, is a, uh, she works in a clinic for the University of Stanford. And do you know what her job is right now? And she went into great detail explaining her job. She's taking preschoolers. 
and eight and nine and ten year old boys and girls and walking them through transgender hormones. Eight year olds. Eight year olds. Preschoolers. Friends, we are living in a wicked, wicked, wicked generation. And how should the church respond? Do we throw stones? Do we carry signs and be hostile and be angry? Let me tell you, let me tell you my prayers, the way I pray. I cannot imagine what it feels like to, in my heart of hearts, tell the Lord, you made a mistake. I am not who I am. Friends, the hole that must be in people's hearts that feel that way. And that's why it's so important that before these trumpets of judgment ever sound, this church and all churches are blowing trumpets of the gospel of Jesus Christ of the grace of God and the glory of God, that that is the only thing that has the power to transform a human heart and a human mind. Amen. Now, while we must love, we must lead with love, we also must address sin. And we have, to, we have to understand, I'm wanting to do a series called The Age of Deception. And I want to cover evolution. I want to cover all the sexual immorality. Why? Because this is an age of deceit. And see, if Satan, who blinds the minds of unbelievers, if he can convince people, God's not your creator. You know what he'll convince them? God will never be your judge. That's his playbook. And these precious people, these precious souls who are in the throes of this transgender identity crisis, let me tell you, the church, we better be able to love them like no one has ever loved them before. Amen? How else will they see the love of God? And we better have answers. For the hope that is tucked within us. Now lastly, and I finish with this. Theft. What did, now, I don't think just, I don't think scripture here is saying just individual theft. Although, you should Google the statistics of carjackings in America right now. They'll blow your mind. We have defunded our police. We have devalued our law enforcement. Come on now. I ain't getting political. I'm just telling the truth right now. And evil is exploding in our country. But I think more is going on. God's preparing the earth. He's preparing it for what it teaches right here. Murder, sorcery, pharmakia, drug use, adultery, sexual immorality, fornication... And now lastly, theft. I don't think this is just individual theft. I think this is the worst kind of theft there is. And it's institutional theft. For you, let me say this carefully. What time is it? 
hey, I'm in good shape. Oh, my goodness. I'll give myself a hand. That's good time management. <laughs> Some of you are going, daggone it, we were going to get out early. Now, thanks, Caleb. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. No, for real, let, let, give it, can, will you give me five minutes on this? God's people are getting swept away right now with this idea of socialism. I was a little boy when my fourth grade teacher taught me what socialism is. For those of you that's never studied the roots of it, you should. And and listen, I'm not getting on a political soapbox here. I'm showing you this is, I'm showing you out of revelation what I believe. God is giving us a hint, I believe, of what socialism is going to be in the last days. Do you know what the worst kind of theft is? It's institutional theft. And do you know what socialism is? It's theft. Oh, it's cloaked. It's cloaked in a very uh, well-hearted and what well, You know, there are many people who try to argue that the Bible teaches socialism because in the early church, everyone shared what they had and no one owned any. And they, no, 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 no. Don't distort God's word. Scripture does not teach socialism. It teaches the reverse of it. Now, what is socialism? It's when the state owns things not private individuals what did we say what's this america the beautiful 2030 the state owns 30 percent of the land 2050 the state owns 50 it's a theft is what it is socialism leads to this now i don't want to get political but let me speak for just a moment to our younger students those who you're in a college environment or you're in a high school environment or a middle school environment where this is being thrust on you. Let me just give you a quick analogy that I want you to think about. If you think socialism is good going forward, that GPA that you earn, that GPA that you work for, that GPA that you study for, let's take your GPA... And let's give a portion of it to students who don't do as well as you do. Let's give a certain number of it to people who can't keep up the way you do, or they don't put the time in that you do, or they don't put the effort in, or they don't have the study habits that you do. Let's share your GPA and let's spread it out to other people. How would you feel then? You know what most students who favor socialism would say? That's not Well, why? Because those students didn't work for it. I did. Friends, that's what socialism is. And that's what's coming swiftly to our nation. And why is it coming? See, that's the bigger question. Why is it coming? Because I believe that in the tribulation period, murder will be rampant. Drug use will be rampant. People ask me all the time when we do ask anything, what do you think about marijuana? 
Shouldn't it be legalized, friends? Oh, I'm, I'm taking too much time now. Now I'm just talking. Now I'm just rambling. Do you know why I reject those things? Because you know what? One of the greatest things that God has given me, not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. And I will not do anything that jeopardizes my sound mind. Amen? Drug use will be rampant. Murder will be rampant. Sexual immorality will be rampant. And lastly, theft. And I believe the greatest theft we'll see is a socialist state. And that's the path we're on.